Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? Got it started just a little bit late today, uh, but we have another great lesson. Just want to thank everybody that is, is listening to the word of God. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get it started. Um, I don't own the rights to this song, but it is a song by Jonathan McReynolds, and it is called No Way. So we're going to start it with that. You listen to all the words. And I feel like it's something that everybody's right. Love, I'm split in two. Part of me loves the world and the other loves you. So what do I do? I wanna be safe, but I gotta stay cool too. And no, I'm not a fool. I know eventually I'm gonna have to choose. And really, I don't wanna lose my ticket into heaven and a chance to be used by you. And if it's God that I'm after, I just can't serve to master. And before something happens, I gotta turn it all the time because I know I can't just have my cake and eat it too. Cause it's real easy to stay on the fence and still do you. And it'd be cool if we could love the Lord and still go do our thing. See, it doesn't work like that. You gotta be white or black. True. See, I've realized when it comes to sin, you just don't compromise. See, it's a matter of death and life. Be weak and do wrong, or be strong and do right. I don't want to keep going to church, singing all about how much you're worth, and then continue doing my work, living as if I didn't care if you're hurt. Because if it's God that I'm after, just can't serve to myself and before something happens i gotta turn it all around because i know i can't just have my cake and eat it too cause it's really easy to stay on the face and still do you it'd be cool if we could love the lord and still do see it doesn't work like that you gotta be white or black. <coughs> Lord, I really need you. Saints, we really gotta It's God that I'm after. Just can't get into master before something happens. I gotta turn it all around because I know I can't just have my cake and eat it too. 
Kentucky, uh, so uh, she may or may not get on, but that's okay because we're gonna go ahead and get started. Yeah. John, I'm gonna have you go ahead and pray us in. And dear Heavenly Father, I ask for you to put your loving arms around me and my family. And Lord Jesus, I pray that whatever Drew done got himself in, that you go before him and take care of it. Lord, um, I'm laying it out the altar because there's nothing I can do about it. And Lord, for it to get off my mind so I can enjoy you and the love that you have for me and the favor that you have on our lives. Lord Jesus, I thank you for blessing me and my sister-in-law to come together again um, in your name. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless the speaker, the teacher, missionary, uh, my sister-in-law herself to go ahead and teach me something new. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. Oh, there you go, Vanessa. Hey, hey sis. We made it. She did make it. Yay. Awesome, awesome. We are coming from 1 Samuel 11. And we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 15. I am going to... Um, it's 15 verses, so... Let me... Uh, So hold on one second. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm trying to see. First time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was you that sunk that. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, Lord, what's this? I thought it was June again. But anyway, back to this. Let me get into my word first, Samuel. Hello. Oh, yeah. Vanessa, thank you for inviting me. I was going to come, but I didn't know it was $40 at the door. So I didn't mind paying the $150 for the gas. And the room for, but I didn't know there were forty dollars getting in. Thank you so much. That was so sweet of me. I don't think she heard me, but okay. Yeah, she just walked back over there. Oh, okay. I don't think she heard me though. I didn't know she wasn't there. My bad. First Samuel chapter eleven. I got you. Verse fifteen, you say. Uh, verse. We'll start with verse eleven. I mean, we oh. start with verse one. Oh. And then we're going to read, uh, I guess we'll just read seven apiece. You want to start as our seats? Vanessa, you on mute? Can you hear? You can hear us. Okay. I'm not. Yes, I can hear you. Um, what am I doing? Uh, oh, you want me to start? Because I didn't have my sound on. I mean, I couldn't find my okay. sound. Okay. So we're going First Samuel 11. First Samuel 11. 
How you make your thing do that? You got two pictures. Hmm. Oh, no. Maybe something wrong with mine. But anyway, it's neat. You? I mean, you don't know it because I'm looking at it from here. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just fine. Do you want me to start off and then you can join in? No. 11. Starting at one? Uh -huh. yes. First one, read like one through seven. And then we'll have Sean read the last part. Um, and this is NIV version. Nahash the Ammonite, Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to him, make a treaty with us and, he, and we will be subject to you. But Nahash the Ammonite replied, I will make a treaty with you only on one condition, that I gouge out the right eye of every one of you and so bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days so we can send messengers throughout Israel. If no one comes to rescue us, we will surrender to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and reported these terms to the people, they all wept aloud. Just then Saul was returning from the fields behind his oxen, and he asked, What is wrong with everyone? Why are they weeping? Then they repeated to him what the men of Jabesh, Jabesh had said. When Saul heard their words, the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he burned with anger. He took a pair of oxen, cut them into pieces, and sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel, proclaiming, This is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out together as one. <laughs> when Saul mustered them at Bezik, the men of Israel numbered 300,000 and those of Judah, 30,000. They told the messengers who had come, say to the men of G Jabesh, Gilead, by the time the sun is hot, tomorrow you will be rescued. When the messengers went and reported this to the men of Jabesh, Jabesh they were elated. They said to the Ammonites, tomorrow we will surrender to you and you can do to us whatever you like. The next day, Saul separated his men into three divisions. During the last watch of the night, they broke into the camp of the Ammonites and slaughtered them until the heat of the day. Those who survived were scattered so that no two of them were left together. The people then said to Samuel, who was it that asked, shall Saul reign over us? Turn these men over to us that we may put them to death. But Saul said, no one will be put to death today. For this day, the Lord has rescued Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, come, let us go to Gilead and there renew the kingship. And 15. Get to 14. Did you want me to keep going? Yeah, one more. Just 15. 15 is the last okay. one. Okay. So all the people went to Gilead and said, Saul King, in the presence of the Lord, there they sacrificed fellowship offerings before the Lord, and Saul and all the Israelites held a great celebration. Amen and amen. The title of the word that we're going to be talking about today is Don't Move Without God's Spirit. Don't Move Without God's Spirit. So we're going to be doing a little bit of history today. I'm going to talk a little bit of some history and then I am going to ask some questions. So just get ready. So the very first verse, we see that Nahash, and his name actually means serpent. His name means serpent. 
he went up in war against Israel at Jabesh Gilead. Now Jabesh Gilead is look a, it's like a little small town that is not even close. It's not like a port city or anything like that. It's just a small town, a few miles uh, from Jordan. And so I looked up Gabish to see what it meant. It actually means dry. And then Gilead, of course, it means heat or in, in general terms, it means heat of stone. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the attire you got to wear. No. Oh, I love it. That's nice. We had to make, we had the option to make our own little hats at this oh. event that they had last night. They had this hat, so I mean tonight, and so, yeah, I wore that there. I didn't make. It's not as nice as I would have wanted to make it. It was hot. I didn't have. I was tired. Yeah. So. <laughs> it looked nice. Yeah. Good night. Go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. So uh, it's not a port city. It's just a little town. And so when I'm looking at this and I'm reading the story, <coughs> several things come to mind. And I want to see if you guys think so too. First of all, uh, he goes and he sits outside the city. Well, we know that they get in battle array. We understand that. And then the people come out and tell them, hey, check this out. Check this out. Make a covenant with us and, and we'll serve you. So in, initially, it kind of sounds like they're making a deal with the devil, right? Mm -hmm. And then they even lay out their hand. They say, you know, if, if don't nobody come uh, in seven days, they will surrender. So it sounds like a really good deal, right? So they ain't got to fight. They don't have to worry about anything except for their right eye missing. Other than <laughs> that, uh, you know, and then they'll have some servants. So how many of you know, though, when it sounds too good to be true? Sometimes it is. And yeah. So they sent out this word uh, throughout Israel. And they happened, just so happened to send it to where Saul was, where he lived at. And then the people began to weep. <clears throat> and I feel like there's some things that, that we are, are going to pick up in this. So first of all, why would anybody who comes up against you in war settle for a deal? What do you guys think? You going up against somebody in war and they come out with this crazy deal and you be like, okay. Who does that? Nope. He wasn't praying, evidently. I don't know. I wouldn't have. Who does make a deal? Somebody who's probably afraid and um, they don't believe that they can win. Whatever it is. So well, he did have more men than the other people, too. I mean, other people had like 30,000 or something I read. And that, he only was, had like so many. Yeah, that was after. That was after. Uh, but so him making the deal kind of tells us that there was some kind of fear that he would not win, just like Vanessa said. <laughs> there, was, there was something that made him think that it's possible 
that there's going to be a problem. So I might <laughs> have to take this deal and then uh, see, see how it all plays out. So let me uh, give you some more things that uh, I saw in here. So the first thing I thought about is where Jesus talks about in Luke 14, who count, who doesn't count the cost before they go out and do things? And so in, in, in uh, Luke 14, he's talking about the, the cost of discipleship, that, you know, the things that you may have to sacrifice to be a disciple of Christ. And so I, it's, it almost seems like in this story, that they came up for battle, but they didn't really count the cost because they were willing to they were willing to uh, give them time to whatever. We don't we, they don't know what they were doing, you know. I mean, he did. Uh, they did kind of tell him, "Hey, we're gonna send out and see if we can get some help." Who does that? I, I'm just saying. Who does that? That's like me calling my friend. I'm getting ready to go. In the battle, like I have done in the past, I'm gonna go whoop somebody, right? And then I call, get there, and I say, "Hold on, my help ain't here yet." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> if you hold on for just seven days, my help is on the way. Who does that? I mean, it's like <laughs> kind of like it's kind of crazy. It's just like it makes me think. They were not ready. They were not ready for battle. And they were looking, like so many times we see others, looking for the easy way out. They wanted to see, you know, to go up against this city, but they didn't really want to fight for it. They were hoping that they were big and bad enough that the city would just collapse if they feet. And they were almost correct. Except they had some wise people on the inside that said at least somebody gonna come and help us out at least they figured they were so the second part of the deal is that this deal with the devil is what I ca I'm calling it the second part of this deal is he wants to gouge out their right eye <laughs> that's weird I know <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm going to tell you what the right eye signifies. The right eye signifies understanding and faith. So really what he was trying to say is, I'm going to dummy you down, pretty much, and I'm going to steal your faith. And the second part of that deal is, and I'm going to bring reproach which is making you a disappointment and a disgrace, making Israel a disappointment and a disgrace. Now, who would take that deal? That sounds crazy, too. <laughs> is it just me? Or do y'all kind of yeah. think this is like craziness? Y'all talk to me. Yeah. Tell me something. It's a crazy it's deal. Not, yeah, it's not just you. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, there's, I didn't say this part, but the arm is is a sign of power. The eye also is light to the body. You remember the scriptures where he talks about if your eye offends you, pluck it out because it's better yeah. for one member of your body to uh, perish than the whole members of your bodies. So, I mean, them, 
you know, the eye, but the eye was significant to them. It, it, it was it's what sees into the soul. It's, it is really significant to our faith. It's really significant to understanding. And so basically, he was trying to, he was trying to uh, make them choose your faith. Mine or yours? Which one of them is better? It almost reminds you of the time when Elisha, when Elijah went up against uh, the priest of Baal. And he was like, uh, he kind of made fun of the people, by the way. Uh, have y'all ever read that story? One of these times we're going to go over that story. But he he made fun of them. And he said uh, to himself, he, he, he was like, cry out louder. Because the people were cutting themselves and everything like that. He, he said, cry out louder. Maybe he's asleep. He was making fun of them folks. Because they God wasn't asking them. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Let me ask another question. So they sent the word out and they had what I consider to be, it reminded me, so they sent the word out for a savior. So it reminds me of how when we sometimes cry out to God, when we're in a situation, how we cry out for a savior. And we notice that in the Bible, in the scriptures, that Jesus was always having compassion on the people. And so we cried out years and years and years ago, and he heard us, just like these children at Jabesh Gilead did. They cried out, and in this case, God was the Savior. Saul was, he used God, he used Saul to save them, but God was still the Savior. So the city where uh, Saul lived is called Zabah, <clears throat> which means hill. So they sent a message to the hill or to the high place, and it was heard. But when it got there, you still had some people that didn't have a lot of faith. And so they wept. They cried. So my question to you is, why did they cry? The people that received the message, not the ones that were sending. The people that received the message, why they start crying? Because they have no people. Plus, they hadn't called out on the right one. You know, okay. kind of like us in this day and time. If we go to the Heavenly Father only when we need something, he's not going to answer probably then. But if we keep that faithful and stay in his realm, that even your enemies will become your friends. Well, try to. Now, I don't befriend people that cross me. For some reason, I got that little boundary. Now, I'll speak because you know it's called cordial, but you can, won't be allowed back in my life. Not like that. But anyway, I'm learning to forgive, though. But yeah, I think they was afraid. I'm not sure. <laughs> they was afraid. Okay, so Vanessa, what you think about it? Tell me. I mean, we can she hear us? Oh, and then you hit mute. Yeah, she has not hit mute. <laughs> you still on mute, sis. You got a, a new tablet or something? And it done took <laughs> off the thing. <laughs> she got the camera <laughs> off. She's probably thinking, what is wrong here? 
And we can't hear her, but she probably can hear us. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> I am sure she gonna make her way back. Yeah, and she'll come back eventually. We'll let her answer that question. Yeah. Because to me, it seems like, okay, you got God on your side, but you're crying. So it's like See, faith is not that it. strong. I mean, you know how we come to oh there she goes. Uh-oh, okay. come back. Go ahead, sis. Uh anyway, um <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we yes. can hear you. <laughs> we can hear you now. Can hear you. Yeah, I said, yeah, I mean they was afraid. I don't, you know. Tears of uh, afraid. I guess they thought it was hopeless. There was no hope. There was nothing that's going to happen. Woe is me. I like that. Yeah. Because guess what? They are giving us an example of sometimes we get in that situation even though we know God that we feel like he is not hearing us or he's not listening to us. But God is always there. It's just like the one footprint in the sand. I mean he was carrying us. He, he was still there. You know? <laughs> yeah. so he hadn't left us. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. So, but Saul had the right answer. When Saul heard it, first of all, when he heard the people crying, he tried to figure out what is going on here. <laughs> so when he heard the people crying, he said, what's the problem? So when they told it to him, this is what gets me right here. And this is how. Look, we in church. Let me call you right back. What gets me right here, what's powerful about it, is that Saul, the Spirit of God, moved on Saul. And then he got upset. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. God moved on him, but then he got upset. But it reminded me of when Jesus went into the temple. And he started turning over the money changers and doing all of this stuff. And he told them this is not how I'm supposed to be a house of prayer. And y'all have made it a den of thieves. So there is an anger, what we consider, what we call a righteous anger, that is not the same thing. And I feel like Saul was doing, he was that righteous anger. You know, they were uh, picking on the little brother and the, they got, we got to go out and take care of the little brother. If that makes any sense. So he, the spirit of God came upon him and he moved by God's spirit. But this is what gets me. Now, he cut up an oxen and sent it all over the place. Now, okay, is, is it me or does that sound really bizarre? Sound bizarre? Yeah. Like, he said to you, he said, you either better step up your game or you're going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> you step up your game or you're going to end up like this. Boy, we in church. Let me call you back. Oh, I'm sorry. So, you either going to step up your game or you're going to end up like these options. <laughs> and 30, 300,030 showed up. <laughs> 330,000 showed up. They didn't want to be like that. Because you know they had heard the rumor. They just saw the key. 
and they were like, mm, this is our first chance to do something <laughs> before we end up like the Oxy. So what do you guys think about that? Talk to me. Go. She's Vanessa. I don't know what to think about it. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. You talking mean, about I, chopping up the oxen thing? Yes. So if I sent you a chopped up oxen, and I told you, if you don't get on board with what I'm talking about, you you gonna be like, <laughs> you gonna be like this oxen? Oh, I probably would get on board. <laughs> Now, if you did that and said get on board, I might be trying to look to get um call a hospital <laughs> or some crap like that. If you did it, I'm, I'm just saying. Now, Lord is different thing, but I'm saying if you, <laughs> yeah, we we gonna have to get some help for you. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> <clears throat> for real, <laughs> but Lord, yeah, definitely. So I better get on board. I mean, I, obviously, him chopping up the oxen is a sim symbolism of some, you know, yeah. it symbolizes mm -hmm. something. Exactly. So, uh, he ain't playing. Basically, mm -hmm. he ain't playing around. That's good, Shanana. I feel the same way. I think I would have got on board because back then I don't know if they really believed in God as much as we do. And even us, like you said earlier, that sometimes, even though we believe in God, our faith will waver. And we have to come back, like a while ago, with the news I got. I jumped because that's the big sister in me. That's the one that raised him. So, quite naturally. And then I had to catch myself wait a minute. He just told me he don't do birthdays. And he threw this card over this thing to my camera and charged me $260. Oh, no, nah, let me sit down. You know, sometimes you got to go back to the basis. Well, God, wait a minute. I'm putting this back in your hand. And you go before him because I am nobody in this. I'm going to step back and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to let God do what he's supposed to do. Well, I don't know if those people even thought like that back then. Yeah. Well, actually, I have to call on Jesus because, you know, he's the one that goes to the Father. And the Holy Spirit is the one that told me, uh-uh, calm down. Because I'm the one that I always see when you get too anxious, sometimes... You got to, uh-uh, wait a minute, I'm too anxious. This ain't for me. You know, this is not my burden. <laughs> and come to find out, this go well back to six and a half years. That I've been here 12. Oh, no, this should have been taken care of. God, this ain't for me. So anyway, I'm out. And that's what I told <laughs> But back to them, uh-uh, you send me a cut-up oxen and then you want me, yeah, I might follow you. Yeah. You know, because I might not have my faith in God. I don't know how those people feel. But right now, I know how my faith is. <laughs> I trust him. Amen. Trust him. That's right. That's right. So, so then after he sent the oxen, and then he found out that everybody was going to come and help him, then he sent the message that there was an appointed time for their deliverance. Hmm. I just said something right there. There's always an appointed time for your deliverance. Yeah. Whether you have the help or not. He waited on his help to come. For he sent a message out to tell them that 
day appointed deliverance was on its way. But I'm here to tell you that there is always an appointed time for our deliverance. Whatever it is, whatever situation we're going through, most of the time we're in the midst of a storm, we're coming out of a storm, or we just came through a storm. And 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 or getting ready to go into a storm. <coughs> but God is in each and every stage of the storm. And he always wants us to remember that he is the source of all things and that he is the one that will take care of it. Amen. Amen. So my question to you, is there a problem that has tested your faith where you felt like, okay, let me back up. I just heard Scott say, nope, don't ask that. Question. Do you only trust God in the bad times? And that'll no. be our close out. Please, Vanessa, you going to go first? I'm going to let Shana no, go, go first. I went first the last time, lady. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see you all relaxed back there. But yeah, um, I just want to be honestly um, and tell you, no, I can't just trust him during the bad times. And to be honest, like I was saying earlier, that I have to keep a consistent thing with God and I. We have this agreement when I went through the walking pneumonia, then one 11 months after that, the 18 wheeler ran over me. And I just read in the news break where this man got drugged the same way I did up under the back of them big old t uh, two 18 wheels, and he dead. I told God, I said, God, if you bless me to get back up, because I couldn't walk for like two, three weeks. I said, Lord, if you bless me to get back up, I got to get up and thank you and praise you. Keep in mind, a lot of people don't understand this, sis. When you following God, the devil is always after you. But what I love about God, he'll keep that real. See, that's why you say I always had a full armor of God on you. Because if you drop that shield for one second, the devil going to try to, them demonic spirits is, is on me. And when I tell you that people are jealous of me, you, and everybody, and I had less and did more with it, but not because of me. It was because of him. And a lot of people don't understand. Just because you're going through a bad time, it's going to be a good one. And right when the devil after you the most, that's what God finna work to, you know, Right when you want to give up, that's when God will come through. So what I've learned to do is to praise him, pray and all that, doing the good and the bad, because why would I just only trust him doing the bad? That's when he's not going to be as faithful as he will as he, if I keep it faithful with him. And that's what I love about God is because as long as we stay in his realm, God, I trust you. I don't know what this is going to turn out, but I believe that you already know. And I know you can go before me and do way more than me getting some more gray hairs. That's mm -hmm. not going to have a stroke. I mean, what can I do about this? So, you know, I just really truly believe that I should be, you know, through the good or the bad because a lot of people don't understand. Everything is about a season. If you read Ecclesiastes, how was it said? It's a season for everything. So we're going to have good, bad to the day we die. Good, bad. Okay, we got blessed. But the next thing, oh, here, here go the money you got. I got blessed with. Okay, but hey, God's going to bless me with 10 times more because I had faith in him and I did the right thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people that don't know him not going to understand. But also, I love God because he has his own special way of dealing with each and every last one of us. And if you don't listen or 
won't pay attention, of course. He's not going to be there when you really think he should. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I strayed off the conversation, but sis, go ahead, Vanessa. Vanessa? I mean, yeah, we, we, of course. I need to trust him in the good and the bad times. Not just the good and the bad times, but even those low times where I feel stagnant. I feel stuck. I feel, um, I guess people can consider that as bad, but there are moments to me where nothing's really bad going on and you're kind of in the middle, you know? So in all situations, I feel like, yes, I have got to trust him and um, lean on him to help me get through those times. Um, I, I don't know that I'm always going to uh, be quickly relieved of um, certain things that sometimes is things that we have to kind of go through too. So, yeah. Yeah, some things take a process and some things are instant. <clears throat> There's a lot of things that went, a, went away in my life. Uh, he got five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I meant to tell you, my boy. There's a lot of things that uh, went away in my life instantly. But then there was things that took time uh, to go away. It took a process. You know, uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't forgive right away. <laughs> Some mm. people that had done me wrong, <laughs> it was a Sometimes process. Sometimes I still rekindle. <laughs> go back but, and think about certain, it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certain things, certain things were instant. Certain things were instant. And that's why it's so important for us. What did I say? What was the title? Don't move until you feel God's spirit. And the reason why that is because in our natural flesh and in us, we have a tendency sometimes to be anxious, to move yeah. out of season, to do certain <sighs> things. And that's why he tells us to be instant in season and out of season because it's extremely important that we understand where we are so that we can mm -hmm. move to where we need to be. Exactly. You know, the world calls it self-identification but we know it's just jesus we know god mm -hmm. knows which way to go he knows what's best for us and and so we have to give him the opportunity to do that in our lives and yes. so we were we were talking about uh psalms 11 verses 1 through 15 brother benoit we only first have like Sam about three minutes. samuel first samuel oh what i say psalms psalms <laughs> <laughs> 11 thank you thank you thank you my mind went strong that was a scripture which came to my mind that's probably where i went um first samuel 11 we read verses 1 through 15 and so we were just talking about how some of the some of the things that were bizarre in there and how god pretty much when he moved on samuel though man that's the move right there that's the move when God moves upon you and tells you what you need to do and where you need to go. Amen. 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 Any other comments? We have about three minutes. You on mute, Vanoid. He said he didn't have no comments. He shook his head. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we are just uh thankful. So the next chapter we're going to be reading is 1st Samuel 12. We'll see how far we get through it. Uh, we will be meeting 
next Wednesday. But keep in mind, we're not going to be meeting on Sunday uh, for a couple of weeks. So we'll come back. Uh, I guess we'll start it back up in June, whatever that next Sunday is. We'll start back up. Mm -hmm. Not June. July. I'm just, woo! Woo! That's how my whole day has been. Woo! That's all I can do is just say, woo! I just look forward to the means because normally that weekend be the only time you get off. Yeah. You and my brother, so y'all try to enjoy that. And you're getting yeah. older. You need that space, that time. You know, go. Enjoy yourself. Yes, we got Only get one life. You see how many people perishing so quickly. Yeah, so I we're, we're here to serve God, but we supposed to enjoy our money, too. That's true. That's true. Solomon said, who knows if the next man be a wise man or fool? We ain't going to talk about that, though. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what he said. Nah. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I'll probably post something on Sunday, but it'll be late. So I'll post something on Sunday, but it'll be later. It won't be like our regular time. So. Yeah, but I don't ever get that one. Oh, you don't get the Facebook one? No, I get the Facebook Oh, I'm not friends with you on Facebook? Well, okay, I'll make sure you get it. Yeah, I get the I get the to grow one. I don't get the Sunday one. Okay, I'll make sure you get it. Okay. I'll make sure you get it. All right then. So uh Shanana pray to end. So I'll let uh Vanessa, if you can pray us out, you have less than a minute. So keep that in mind. I love that hat. I love thank it. You. Go girl. Lord. Thank you for this time of um, prayer and fellowship in your word, Lord. Thank you for the word that was brought forth. Thank you for the teacher, Lord, and thank you for each and every voice and ears that have were in present to hear and receive, Lord, the message, Lord. And I pray that it reaches out to, to others, Lord, that get a chance to listen to it later. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do and represent in, in our lives, Lord. And we lift up any prayer requests that came into our earshots this week. Um, we trust and have faith in your word and will in that situation. We love you, Lord. And we pray all these things in your precious name. Amen. 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 Probably what I'll end up doing is sending you the link to my YouTube channel. All the all of the Sunday lessons are on on there. I post every last one. So unless I have